we talked started this conversation yesterday. Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. As I was saying when the introduction rudely interrupted me, <laughs> we were talking yesterday and we started the show out with a question. Are you truly ready to hire a coach? Because we get obviously hundreds of emails about that. We get a lot of folks that are, you know, feeling out. This time of year is very normal for people to be of really one of three mindsets. Uh, they're, say, newish in the business. They want to figure out how to sort of you know, turbocharge their business. Maybe they are, have been in the business for a while, been buying leads and sort of struggling, trying to figure out what they're going to do this year to stop struggling and have a fantastic year. And then there's, of course, a lot of folks that are already on their ways to having fantastic years, had fantastic years last year, and now they want to make sure that they continue their momentum. And actually, that reminds me of uh, three personal coaching calls I had today. And I'm going to use first names. Um, Joe, actually, I'll talk about two. Joe and Rob, and I know they're listeners, one in Connecticut and one in Reno. Both of these guys, so far this year, guys, listeners, listen to this. So what are we, 44 days, basically, a little more, more than that, 46 days into the year. And these guys have already got closed and pending, closed and pending, the same amount of money, if not slightly more than all the revenue that they earned last year. And both of these guys earned just, you know, huge millions of dollars last year. That's because why? Why is it that they're doing so incredibly well, so, so strong this year? Um, over last, they're gonna, these guys are going to double, if not triple their revenue. Why? It's because they were doing what they didn't want to do when they didn't want to do it. Say, for example, June, July of last year, of 2017, they were actually working. They were focusing on lead generation, building their listing inventory, creating relationships. Um, and Rob's market, he's in the Greenwich, Connecticut. The amount of time it takes from an initial contact with the seller uh, between that you know, hello, how do you do? Yes, I'm putting my house for sale or thinking about it to them actually signing their listing contract to them actually the deal actually closing. It's like a two year cycle for Rob. So unless he's got con conversations going on today, he's not going to have commission checks in two years. It's kind of crazy, right? And some of you, your, your contact to commission cycle is going to be closer to say, for example, maybe six months. A lot of you have never thought about this. But if you really, that's the reason, by the way, we like prospecting, we like expires and for sale by owners, because generally speaking, they have the shortest period of time between effort and results. Whereas a lot of other sources of business, like why is Rob's two years? Well, it's because he's selling really, really expensive houses. He's selling four or five, $10 million listings. And in his marketplace, it just takes a long time for those folks to, you know, get the house for sale, to, you know, get all the Mickey Mouse that happens in a normal listing amplify that by like 20 fold when you're dealing with someone that never has to sell because rich people never have to sell they can just keep it so yeah his process is a lot longer whereas you may be if you're selling real estate in omaha nebraska and someone wants to move up from a three bedroom to a four bedroom well you might make that contact with somebody maybe you meet them in an open house between that contact and you getting paid it could be as little as 90 days not to mention if you sell them something on the up leg so it's important you guys know what your time uh your cycle is between uh, that contact and when actually getting paid. 
And, and I look at, you know, some of our, like Joe and Reno, I mean, he's doing something very, his, his commissions this year. I bet you that guy makes, uh, you guys don't know his last name, so I'm not talking out of church here, but he will probably make listeners in all reality, probably three and a half million dollars in commission to him this year in Reno, Nevada. So why is that happening? You know, he's been in my personal coaching schedule for now, probably two years. And when he started with me, he was doing about, he was successful. He was, you know, agents kissed his butt. They thought he was, I think he was earning a couple hundred grand. Now, is it all because of some, uh, you know, secret sauce that I, you know, get put in his burritos? No, of course not. He's actually had to put a lot of effort in, but the coaching's clearly helped. And so the question is, guys, are you ready for that kind of improvement in your business? Are you really ready to make it so that you're willing to commit and double down? So, you know, we, Julie and I talk a lot about Orange Theory uh, Fitness, and we're big advocates of you guys joining your local Orange Theory gym. And we also are not sheepish about telling you that it is brutal, because it is. <laughs> the older you get, the more brutal yucky, it is. Yucky. <laughs> yes, it's hard for us. It, every day we go, we don't want to go. We try to think of a million reasons not to go. We, Oh, my gosh, is it going to rain, Julie? Yes, Julie, I know it's only nine <laughs> minutes away, but the roads might be slightly wet. You know, right. do you have a sniffle? Oh my gosh, we better, right? Wrong shoes. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm already thinking of excuses not to go. We don't have to go for four and a half hours. Yes, I just looked at the clock. But the point right. is, is that, yes, it's brutal, but we go every day. And the accumulation effect of having done that three or four times a week since last August is incredible. And the same thing's going to happen when you guys hire a coach. It's, you're not going to see the benefits of it for the first 30, 60, 90 days. It's going to take a while. Why? Because we have to spend a lot of time, as I like to say, clearing out your attic, throwing out all that crap that you've been keeping up there for all these years that you don't even realize is, is slowing you down. It's become a fire hazard. You got rat nests up there. We got to clear all Go that pass. stuff out. And when we, <laughs> That's right. And when we do, you're going to self-discover really, frankly, how simple and elegant this, this business truly is. I get, Julie gets, emails from listeners. And these are folks not in real estate. I love the emails from the younger people, too. And they ask us, Tim, Julie, you know, what should we, you know, what should I do? This is my, what I see my skills and my talents. And these are the, what I'm interested in. You know what our answer always is? And it always will be probably. You should get a real estate license because there is no industry that, as I just said, simple and elegant as selling real estate for all kinds of reasons. But when you get a real estate license, if you're willing to apply yourself and follow a proven path, it really is a license to print money. And it is a fun as hell business. As long as you, again, follow the right path, it can be absolute torture worse than Orange Theory if you try to do everything passively. If you're stuck in this belief that you're going to buy your leads, buy your leads and you're going to do all this passive mailing and you're going to do all this stuff and you're never actually going to do any real lifting, never going to learn any real sales skills, you're always going to have your ass handed to you in any kind of real competitive situation. Oh, sure, you might pick up a few deals from your centers of influence and past clients because they know and love you. But if you ever want to expand beyond that limited pool of people, it's going to be a, it's going to be almost impossible unless you really get your game on. That goes to those of you who are in the third group. Remember, I was saying there's three groups, generally speaking, who inquire about coaching. The third group, you know, you guys have maybe been in coaching before. You've had, you know, some form of coaching. You've had some success. A lot of your success generally comes from, you know, no organized thing. It just basically you're not really sure if you can reproduce it. You're not really sure what you can do to take your business to the next level. Maybe you've leveled out and you're at the same place production-wise as you've been for a long time. And you're wondering, you know, I'm doing everything that I was doing before and it's not working anymore. It's because you need to improve your skill set. It's like when you go to the gym, and Julie and I are not athletes. <laughs> so when you go to the gym, the nice thing about Orange Theory 
is they deviate or they, they change rather what you're doing as far as your workout, not just, you know, every day, but I mean, while you're there, you're not doing the same thing for an hour. You're moving your, you know, your body's change. Because what happens is if you do the same exercise every day, you will get benefit from it to, for a limited amount of time. And then your muscles actually stop growing. Your body stops and adapts to the actual physical regimen that you've given to it. Orange Theory recognizes that, and so do we, and hopefully you will too. So if you're not getting what you want to be getting out of your real estate business, it's time for you to change it up and seriously consider hiring a coach. So yesterday, you guys took a quiz, and you were supposed to, if you haven't listened to that uh, podcast, go back and listen. It's titled the same um, on our website, timandjulieharris.com, or you can just go to iTunes. So it's a 10-question quiz, and you were supposed to grade yourself, you know, A, B, C, or fail, which was 60 or below. So hopefully you guys all took that seriously and you did it. And I suspect that many of you are going to discover you are, if you're lucky, uh, rating yourself as a C, if you're being honest and you're lucky and you're realizing there's lots of room for improvement. Julie, why is it exciting when they acknowledge, when they realize there's lots of room for improvement? Why is that exciting? Well, I think it, it's very enlightening for somebody to see, well, maybe, I mean, typically people will come and they'll feel like they're stuck. They keep doing what they're doing. They keep getting what they're getting. And that can happen at any level. That could happen, you know, doing a deal now and then. It could be doing four or five deals a month. We have people that come to us that are, quote, stuck at 100 plus transactions or at a certain volume level. You know, you can get stuck somewhere and not know why that is. I think it's enlightening to be able to say, you know what? It's because of these three things I discovered from those three questions yesterday, and we had a lot of questions. Maybe you're doing seven out of 10 really well, but that key one or two things is gonna make all of the difference. You know, there's a great book called 212 Degrees. At 211 degrees, you just have hot water. At 212 degrees, you have boiling water which obviously you can do a lot more things with cooking wise and otherwise, right? So it's not just, it, it's not always that you need to have a hundred percent more effort. It's where you need that effort to be. And oftentimes it takes a very interested third party, like a coach to put that magnifying glass on your business and say, you know what, you're doing these things really, really kick ass, but have you considered the fact that you never pre-qualify anybody? And maybe that's why you've got 20 listings, but only 10 are sellable or any other variety of things that we discover as coaches. I think, I think that's very empowering to know, you know, no, I, is it's, not always it's, bliss. no. And what Julie just said, so a lot, here's a big fallacy about coaching. A lot of you guys live in fear of hiring a coach and the coach is going to tell you to stop doing, you know, what you're doing. And it's a, it's a stupid amateur coach mistake. I see it all the time because we get calls from you guys who've had these bad coaches Sorry, it's just a fact. A lot of times they're your in-house uh, office coaches. You, they'll go to you and what they'll try to do, like we have people say, well, I wouldn't want to hire a coach. I've got a coach in my office. I hear that's common. Free. Well, let's, let's think about that. First of all, did you qualify that coach? Is that co coach actually got any real experience? Have they been top producers? Have they been, you know, what is their background? Go to comparacoach.com, comparacoach.com, and then you'll be armed with the right questions to ask. But then the next thing you have to ask yourself is why would you want to be coached by somebody who's basically coaching other people who are your competitors and guys don't fall into this panacea liberal muckety muck that you're only competitors yourself. That's just bullshit. You are competing in listing for a listing. There's only one person that's going to get the commission check. And that is the very definition of uh, uh, competition. People who say your only competition is yourself are not competitors, guys. It just that's just ridiculous. To people, Maybe. for actually people, it, that's a feel-good thing. Oh, it feels good. Oh, 
that means I don't have to feel competitive with other people. I can just focus on myself. You guys see how that's a narcissistic approach to business? Doesn't work. So if you're being coached by the same person that's coaching everybody else in your office, they're going to say the same exact thing to every single person that they come across, which means you have no competitive edge. That makes sense, doesn't it? Don't you guys see that that's insane? Why would you want to be doing and saying the same thing uh, as everyone else that you're competing against when you're talking with a prospective client? Makes no sense. So here's the bottom line, guys. If you're not getting what you want to be getting out of your business, it's your fault for having not made a decision yet to follow a path that's proven. A lot of you guys look at these, uh, look at real estate. This is a big mistake. Listen to what your coach is saying or your future coach. Assuming that your goal is to make money, assuming, and I'm, this is not always the case, I get that, assuming your goal is to make money, assuming your goal is to be of service to other people, do not try to be creative. Oh, boo, hiss, boo, hiss, I know. Do not try to be creative. Do not try to waste time doing creative crap. That's goofy. Follow a path that's already established that will put you in a position quicker to help people and make money. Do not spend all your endeavors trying to be creative. So many of you, it, it, this, is the, this is where that comes from. Just listen to what your coach is saying, especially right now if you're wanting to hit the end button on the podcast, okay? Listen, a lot of you guys think that the reason that rich people are rich is because they discovered something that other people didn't. A lot of people say, I am not rich because I have not figured out my big why, or I've discovered my passion, or I have to figure out you know, how to create the next, I don't know, slinky or I don't know. It's some silly pet rock idea. Okay. A lot of you guys believe that the only way to get rich is to figure this one in a billion idea out or discover your passion and all of a sudden opportunities will just come. This is all a bunch of bullshit again. Here's the easiest and most proven path to becoming successful at anything. Copy other people who are already successful at what it is that you want to be successful at. Don't recreate the wheel. You've heard that before, right? You know that intuitively, that's the truth. And those of you who try to be creative, those of you who try to spend time making this into your passion. Oh, I'm so passionate about my logo. I'm so passionate about my website design. I'm so passionate about being this, that, or the other thing because I want to differentiate myself. Here's all you have to do to differentiate yourself in real estate. Have skill because most people don't and you know it. So if you want to be really dominant in real estate, it's not going to come from your creativity or because, oh, hold on now, Tim. Hold on, buddy. I'm going to go to 15 different websites or 20 or 1,000. I'm going to go to a billion different seminars. I'm going to patchwork quilt together my own business system. I don't need you, buddy. Mm -mm, I'm smart enough to figure out my own. Maybe you are. Maybe eventually you can. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to take that away from you. You know, maybe 100 years from now, people will be reading your books and having you as their coach. That's possible. But why waste your time doing it if you could just follow a path? that's going to get you there quicker, assuming your true motivation is to be of service to other people make money. It doesn't make sense, Julie, does it? No, absolutely not. And here's my favorite. I'm going to go to Facebook and do a bunch of surveys and find out what other people are doing. You know, based on absolutely no pre-qualification whatsoever, let's just spend some time on that. And then I've got to wait to get responses. I mean, seriously, that just drives me bonkers. Anyway. Well, it's not. It's crazy. If you're true, just, if, if you guys realize the correlation, that's right. It's well, okay. Let's just cut through that word, even though it's, it is what it is. It's called being lazy. Procrastination is just being lazy. 
So if you guys are truly tied into the fact your highest and truest purpose in this planet is being of service to other people, which it is, and you realize that if you want, and this is a breakthrough for many of you, it's an epiphany, it's whatever you want to call it, an aha moment, as Howard Britton used to say. If you're looking for an aha moment, here it is. Ready? The more people you help accomplish their goal, the more of your goals you will accomplish. So if you are living a life of scarcity, if you are not living in abundance, if you don't have the house you want, the clothes you want, the relationships you want, the car you want, the vacations you want, the food in the refrigerator that you want, the money in the bank you want, the doesn't matter. If you do not have the quality of life that you want, that you maybe secretly want, but you're afraid to tell people, it's because you have, you're refusing to learn to develop the skill set, which will be of service to enough people that will create that abundance for you. That's the truth. If you know how to solve a lot of people's problems at a high level, they will beat their path, beat a path to your door. It, you're not going to get there by faking it. You're not going to get there by branding. You're not going to get there by Facebook ads. You're going to get there because you've gotten really good at your craft and people know it and they want it, They seek you out. Guys, listen, how many people do you know that are really good at anything? It's an interesting question, isn't it? You know, <laughs> Julie and I think about that sometimes, right? When you come across somebody that's really good at something, it doesn't matter. It could be a waiter. It could be a car salesman. It could be a, a vet. You know, it could be a, a landscape guy. It is so rare to find somebody who's really, really good at it. And when you run across that person, you remember them. You say, damn, that was something special. You have to be that to everyone you know. And when you are, and the only way you get there, guys, is you can't fake it. You really can't. You can fake it a little while with your centers of influence and past clients because they're never going to put you through the grinder. But after you've serviced you know, those people, which you, for the most of you is not going to be too many deals, you're then going to have to basically learn how to get really good so you can start doing business with people that don't know you or don't know you first degree. And in order for that to happen, you're going to have to get really, really good at being a fantastic salesperson. And don't, let, don't cringe when you hear that word because you are salespeople. Again, the richest of the rich have in the history of history, following me here, listeners, have always been salespeople. The most successful people on the face of our planet now are salespeople. Julie, so when we say that in front of a group of people and people try to argue, what are the examples that they give us to try to prove that point wrong, that the successful people are salespeople? It's, that's always entertaining. Well, they always go to somehow by some act of God that those salespeople were anointed with god-given sales skills you know they were born and their parents looked at them and they said what a beautiful baby you're going to be a salesperson i can just tell by looking at you and the noises that are coming out of your baby mouth you are a natural salesperson and that's just not me or they might say it's not my personality it won't work in the, my market i can't use those scripts i don't want to sound like a salesperson i don't want to sound robotic i mean it's like an endless supply of reasons why you know that person is more natural than they are which is just, you know, like completely based in nothing. Nobody's a natural salesperson. Everybody learns it. There are people that are, you know, maybe more natural people, people that are more extroverted, but that can be learned too. It's called, you know, getting some skill. So that's, that's, that's right. what I go to because that's typically what I hear when we, when we, you know, talk about the highest paid people in the world are salespeople. But I think also to your point, Tim, when you tell a story about, uh, one of our doctor clients in real estate that he said to you that he's a salesperson, right? I mean, when I take Zoe to the pediatrician, the doctor is a salesperson. I mean, I had her sell me on things like, why would I want this vaccine? 
or why would I want to use this antibiotic instead of that one? She's got to sell me based on her knowledge and her expertise and her experience, right? When you go, I mean, it doesn't matter where you go. You leave your house, somebody's selling you something for some reason. That's what makes the world go around. And to ignore that and hide out from it, of course you're going to make less money. Well, but sense. look at that. So run with what Jules just said, listeners. On the other side of saying you're not a salesperson, and a lot of you agents, that's your big bugaboo. You don't want to say you're a salesperson. So on the other side of that, what's there? You don't have to learn anything. You can just basically uh, hope and pray that someone's going to respond to some passive marketing you're doing. You, you're not a salesperson, so you're not going to overtly initiate conversations with people about being a salesperson or about real estate. You guys get the point here? So when you when you're when you say I'm not a salesperson, or you might say I'm a salesperson, but you're not willing to embrace it, you're not giving it a bear hug every second of your life. When you have that approach, you actually will lose out on literally. If you were to ask, remember I told you guys at the top of the call about the two guys that are just cleaning up this year. The biggest difference I would say, and Joe was telling me about this, he went to a um, fundraiser for his, the private schools that they've been able to afford to put their kids into this year. You guys following me on what I just said there? And so his lifestyle is changing. His wife's lifestyle is changing because the amount of money he's earning, 1.2 million this year, probably three and a half million. I'm sorry, 1.2 last year, three and a half probably this year. So he's at this fundraiser for his kid's school. And he's literally telling me about the conversations he initiated where he was overtly asking people for business because he's a salesperson. And every single person at the table appreciated it and thought it was charming, the fact that he was doing his job. And, you know, Rob's the same way. And Rob wasn't that way. Rob was introverted. Rob was not a natural extroverted person. And now he cleans up and he does it in a very nice way of asking people for business, all these multimillionaires and billionaires he does business with. And they respect it because they know that they're salespeople too. So those of you who say, I'm not a salesperson, are not going to embrace it. Or you're going to say, I run a team. I don't have to do the real work. All this bullshit that the industry basically is awash in. If you guys set that aside and say, I'm going to be the best salesperson, the best version of me, the best prospector, the best at ask, answering questions, the best at asking questions, and you really make that your core mission every single day, that's your core mission. What's going to happen, guys, is you'll have more business coming your way because you will have that X factor that so few people have. Everybody's branding. Everybody's doing direct mail. Everybody's doing Facebook ads. Everybody has a team. Everybody has the same and none of it is in the public's wise to it. And again, if you are the person that can solve the problems and you're known for solving the problems because you actually did it, you will have so much business. You don't even, you honestly, guys, you almost be overwhelmed, some of you. So why am I telling you all this? This is what coaching is about. It's cutting through your bullshit. It's getting to the heart of really what the whole purpose of being on this planet is, in our opinions, hopefully yours as well, which is being of service to other people. So yesterday, you guys took that quiz. Yesterday, you scored yourself. So now here are some questions that we have for you. We kind of just covered most of them, but I want you to write these questions down. It, this will be helpful if you do had uh, participated in yesterday's podcast. So where are you falling short? Where did you rate yourself in less than a 10? Many of you rated yourself less than a 10 because I got your emails on every one of the questions that we asked. So specifically, where can you see that you're weak? Again, same, same question, same answer in essence. Now, here's what's really interesting. How long have you been a week in those areas? How long have you not been a 10? If you were to be honest with yourself and be introspective and look back, it's probably your entire life, right? 
how long have you been bad at, uh, at initiating conversations with people? How long have you how long have you allowed your consternation and your doubt and your uh, overanalyzation to hold you back from basically fully embracing being of service to other people? How many of you guys are thinking that being an introvert is going to get you into the end zone when it comes to a life in general? It will if you're a programmer and you happen to work for Facebook before they went public. But other than that, you're going to have to learn how to relate to people at a high level and focus on being of service to other people. Julie, that right there, what I just said is in your wheelhouse. You want to say anything about that? Well, about the focusing on being of service and putting that first well, above I, everything. I mean, we, we, we have a lot of folks that are uh, like you guys listen to this podcast for long enough. You'll pretty much figure out, what, you know, Julie, the differences between Julie and I. We've been married for 27 years this year, and Julie is definitely more on the introverted side. And it's a strength most of the time and but when we were in real estate initially it was a weakness because she would do what many of you guys are doing so when you hear julie and i talk about um you know essentially moving forward and, and julie you didn't always see yourself as a salesperson you were basically raised nope. i'm not going to say to have disdain for salespeople, but it certainly wasn't nope. a conversation that people looked at you know a salesperson was somebody you looked at <laughs> but it wasn't relevant but it, it, but it wasn't was also wasn't no, yeah. It wasn't even <laughs> an admirable it. career path, really, if we're being honest. It wasn't a discussion. Yeah, that's, no. that's it. And I would say even to this day, it's not my prevailing thought. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. Um, yeah, it, you have to learn it more. But I'll, I'll tell you, from coaching standpoint, my more introverted clients, my more analytical types, they will clean the clock on a listing presentation because they seriously learn their scripts. Because they know. It, it, here's the difference. And it, there's a great story about this, uh, the four horses from um, Stages of Mastery. I can't remember the exact name of the book, but it talks about how eventually the horse who has had to be trained and learn from its trainer will always run faster and win the race versus the horse who just loves to run but doesn't actually know that they're running a race, <laughs> if that makes any sense, right? So it people does. who actually – think that they're like they've got this special sales sauce they eventually will hit a wall and they will stop progressing they'll just keep getting what they're getting i i will never forget one of the agents in our remax office when we were newer and we asked how you know how do you prepare for a listing and she jokingly went over and just put lipstick on, on in the mirror here's what i do i just they're either going to like me or they're not right well i mean there's a speed limit she wasn't to joking that can be done. Yeah. And I know. I you think you're probably right. I thought she was joking yeah, at the wasn't. time because I thought to myself, not being a quote natural salesperson, well geez, there must be more to it than this. Maybe I'd investigate further and ask somebody other than lipstick woman, right? So yeah, I think I think there's a lot to it. And that's why you need a great coach. So back to you, I've got a scoot to premiere. Yes. So listen, uh listeners, here's the bottom line. If you guys think you're ready uh for coaching you got to really be honest with yourself whether you're ready to listen and to change and really move your business forward. If you think coaching is just going to give you, well, some coaching, I suppose, this, they're going to tell you that they're going to give you the latest gimmicks and the latest sort of Facebook ads and things like that. Those things all have their place. But here's what, here's what we've discovered. If you, it's what Julie just said. You might, some of you, a minority of you are natural salespeople. You're going to hit a wall. And unless you basically accept the fact that you've kind of, you're limiting yourself Yes, you have some natural talent, but if you want to go to the next level, it's going to take a different approach to the way you have been approaching the business. That's when you hire a coach. If you're new in the business and you don't want to screw around and you don't want to be, you know, essentially a sucker to all these get rich quick schemes that 
are endemic in the real estate industry nowadays, all these tech companies trying to sell you done for you, this and the other thing. If you just don't even want to basically waste your time and money on those things and, and brokers and office managers, listen to me. And please, you know better than what many of you are doing. These new agents walk into your offices and walk into your, your, you know, just your lives. And they're asking you for advice. Those of you who are telling them to buy leads, you need to be honestly, if, if, you, if I was an owner of a brokerage and I knew my office manager or my team leader was telling new agents to buy leads, I would fire your ass because that's the worst advice ever. That's never going to help those people move, uh, move the ball forward. That's just you being lazy because either that or you don't have the skills and the talents to know how to teach these folks to basically build real longstanding businesses. So please, you need to be honest with these agents. You need to tell them that they need, uh, guys, look, if you're not willing to put in the time you know, you, Julie's just hung up, but if you're not willing to put in the time to become a truly incredible musician, like she described yesterday when she was taking piano lessons from this guy that, you know, is a world-renowned uh, piano guy. She didn't tell you yesterday, listeners, but she takes her lessons from him on Skype, playing in different parts of the world. Last time she had lessons from him, he was like in Dubai or something. It's incredible. In any event, so if you're not willing to put in the time to become really, really good at your particular craft, you don't deserve to be successful at it. You deserve to fail because other people who will be willing to put in the effort, if you have service to other people, they're going to succeed. They're going to succeed at such levels that some of you guys will be looking at them thinking, oh, they must have an unfair advantage. Oh, they must have someone in the business. Oh, they must have had some sort of secret sauce. No, they didn't. Guys, they didn't. They just were willing to actually become really good, really fantastic salespeople. I hope you realize that's the truth about what it takes to be good at anything. And by the way, when we coach other business owners that aren't in real estate, and we have a handful of folks like that pretty much at all times, and it's the same conversation. And we always tell them the same thing. We might have a chiropractic guy or a, someone who owns a, doesn't matter what kind of business. And, they, and they're so like, you know, they're, they'll think it's all about their systems and the service they provide and all those types of things. But the truth is they too need to learn how to sell. Because if they can't sell their service or their product, even if it's the best service and product in the world, if they can't sell it, then it has no value. It all starts and stops with your ability to sell the product. And the word sell is not a bad word. Many of you, when I say sale or salesperson, the connotation in your mind, that is where you need to focus your re-engineering of your thinking because the very word sell or salesperson causes you to cringe. Do you see how that is holding you back? Now, Repivot on that, redefine what that means. A great salesperson is a problem solver. A great salesperson helps other people accomplish their goals. A great salesperson is great because they put in the effort to become great. A great uh, uh, piano, a concert pianist. Okay, he's a salesperson, isn't he? Have you ever thought about that? An artist is a great, is a salesperson. They're selling the music. They've learned how to play it musically to the point where they actually are selling it. Fascinating, isn't it? You need to be like that. That lease needs to be your approach, not just to you know, your business, but your personal life as well. Otherwise, guys, you're just going to be middling. You're just going to be average, if that. Hopefully, this resonated with some of you. If you're interested in pursuing more information on coaching, um, you can email Julie and I directly, and we'll direct you to the right people inside our company. It's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Uh, and remember, guys, if you want a free coaching call for many of our new member coaches, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do so, we're going to give you six of our free books. The one I want you guys to start with when you download those is the Real Estate Treasure Map. 
that's literally your fill in the blank business plan. I know we're, you know, some of you are just getting back into the business. You know, some of you just come out of the woodwork in the uh, spring. And so now you're listening to us for the first time. Our listenership is going through the roof. All you part-time agents that are coming back in, you don't have your business plans yet. You need to finish that or get started on it. That's the real estate treasure map. That's your fill in the blank business plan. So go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and download that and get that completed. And when you're, when you do that, uh, you will also be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. All right, listeners, if you want to listen to any of our past podcasts, there's literally, I don't even know how many thousands, go to iTunes or just go to timandjulieharris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>